Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Undisputed Future podcast. This is episode 19, and we are talking about the Wednesday, August 2nd edition of NXT, a huge week of returns. And speaking of returns, joining me once again is Nikki Six. Nick, nice to have you again. It is great to be back. You know, I had to take that week and, you know, sharpen a few edges, but uh, back And it is so good to be back in the pit. A huge episode of NXT, but a huge event coming up for you as well. SIWA Livewire coming to you live on August 19th. Same day as TakeOver, but we promise you, you'll make it to Brooklyn in time. Bell time is 3 p.m. Show ends well before TakeOver starts. It'll give you time to travel. If you want ticket information, SIWAWrestling.com, I believe, is the site. That's it. You will see Nick in a 24-7 championship, a.k.a. their hardcore championship, in an elimination gauntlet match. You'll see Matt Stryker take on Nunzio, two former WWE guys. And you'll get to hear me on commentary. You'll see him in the ring. And uh, anything you want to add to that real quick? guarantee that I am going to beat the hell out of whomever shows up to my match. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people willing to beat you up as well. So there's both things to see. It's going to be a great show. This is going to be a great show because we had a great episode of NXT. And it all started with the return of Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling is back in full sale, back on NXT television, and back where he wants to be, back in the ring. And Nick, Honestly, after, after months of heartbreak, it's nice to see Gargano back. The man had zero ring rust. It was amazing to see him back in the ring. And he truly, truly was just back to his full works. Like, the man just pulled out every stunt that he used to and then more. And it wasn't an easy opponent. He took on cruiserweight classic competitor Raul Mendoza, who, as I mentioned last week, believed this week wasn't about Johnny Gargano's return, but the rise of Raul Mendoza. Hard to argue with the showing tonight. Did come up short, but still. He looked like a bona fide, full-on superstar. Of course, we'll go back to talking about Johnny, but I do want to cover Raul Mendoza, a guy who turned the crowd on his side during the classic tournament against the Brian Kendrick who we all know Kendrick was a crowd favorite going into this match. A huge show of momentum for Mendoza back then. He's got the star power now. He's really coming into his own on NXT. Yeah, it's good to see, you know, more of the Cruiserweight Classic guys drift over to, or even the 205 guys drifting over to NXT. I'd like to see more cross-promotional works between them, even the UK. I've said that a bunch, and I stand by it. Still waiting on that UK division show, but a great match here on NXT. It was fast-paced. It was even, for the most part, But Johnny Gargano just getting that little bit of edge. They don't call him Johnny Wrestling for nothing. Some flawless technique in this match from the front face locks to the different series of combinations of cradles. It was was fast-paced action. Amazing back-and-forth action. Just non-stop. Absolutely jaw-dropping. And a chicken wing cross-faced. Not to be confused with the cross-faced chicken wing of the great Bob Backlund, won the match for Johnny Gargano, a submission. Yeah, and I got, I got a big question for you there. That, that, that submission is specifically attacking the shoulder. Do you think that that is a submission directly attacking Tommaso Ciampa? Tommaso Ciampa has a knee injury, so I don't exactly know I mean, where you're going with that. He also got hurt with the uh, shoulder previously. Or was that Gargano? Listen, after that ladder match against the Authors of Pain, those guys got beat up all over the place. I like that Johnny Gargano does have a submission finisher to answer that question. 
I think that Gargano fits a submission-based finisher, whereas I see Ciampa getting something more along the lines of a straight-up strike, whether it be a harsh knee or something along those lines. But Johnny Gargano... the bully choke, but you know, Kendricks is using... I don't it. know if anybody's going to end up sharing finishes between uh, 205 Live and NXT Television. But Gargano as a submission finisher, he's a technical master. I definitely see it working out in his favor in the future. I see him winning a lot of matches with that chicken wing crossface. Again, not to be confused with the crossface chicken wing. <laughs> Do you think that uh, his in-ring return prompts... Champa's in-ring return? Do you think that this is going to like? Is this a sign of things to come, or is it just? I think they it want showed to get him out ahead of time. I think it showed Johnny's progression as a competitor, trying to put Tommaso Champa in the back of his mind for now, because Champa does have that harsh knee injury. He's going to be out quite a number more of months than Gargano was out, despite the harsh beating. I don't know. I mean, I personally think that this is deliberately being done. This is the hype for NXT Brooklyn TakeOver 3. Absolute justice to get Ciampa versus Gargano at that event. Gargano versus Ciampa at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, after the classic we saw with those two take on the revival, would really bring the story full circle. I just don't see it due to the injury schedule of Tommaso Ciampa. It is major knee surgery. We'll see in the upcoming weeks. I do hope... That Gargano has an opponent for Brooklyn. I would love to see him in a singles match. Me too. That would be oh, just so good. He always pulls out every stop and just makes for a great match. Johnny Gargano with a return and a win on NXT TV. But enough about the broken up tag team. Let's talk about the current tag team championship scene. We took another look at the vicious strategy and planned attack by Sanity last week against the Authors of Pain opponents, but that plan just didn't piece together. Nick, it's not very often that we see Sanity not piece together a plan and end up on the failing side of things. I don't know. Did you see Alexander Wolf's face at the end of that? I think that they expected to get a lot of resistance, and that's exactly what happened. Those men knew what they were going into, and they knew that they were going to get a lot of resistance against them. There was just no way that AOP was going to just take a beating and they were going to walk out victorious in that. Not happening. It's just not going to happen. Those two men are way too big. These two teams, they're just, they're very evenly matched. I don't know if last week... I think last week was mind games. I think that they are just trying to show them that they are not afraid of their imposing force. It doesn't matter how big you are. I think Sanity definitely tried to se- definitely <laughs> trying to send a message to their opponents. They're not afraid of anybody. They'll take and take and take no matter what the cost. But I think the Authors of Pain got an upper hand last week because Paul Ellering was there to strategize and to send his monsters into war. Speaking of Sanity Ellering. has been missing Eric Young for the past number of weeks. What is going on with Eric Young? What is he planning for his brotherhood, his creed, whatever his whatever you want to call sanity. This big return for Eric Young has got to be something special. We haven't seen him in the past number of weeks. It's been officially announced that sanity is in the NXT Tag Team Championship match at TakeOver Brooklyn 3, so it's got to be a matter of weeks before Eric Young comes back. I just hope for sanity's sake, Speaking it's in a very big way. Well, that, yeah, that would be 
expected. But I got big question that Ellering said outright that they are going to take some time to refine themselves. Does that mean that, that we're not going to see AOP on NXT television? It's been a matter of which champion are we and aren't we going to see over the past few weeks, hasn't it? It's been Bobby Roode until you find him a challenger, until you find somebody worthy for Asuka, until you find a new strategy in the big book of dominance by Paul Ellering. When are we the champions are going get... in and out of flux on NXT television recently. That might have to do with the live shows. It might have a lot to do with the live shows. But at the same time, I need to know where they're going to be. Are they taking time to you know refine themselves or are they going out on tour? Which is absolutely fine. I like they're allowing... NXT live shows elsewhere while they're still doing tapings. That's important to get the name out there. It's it's possible it's a scheduling conflict. It could be more just to drive home this strategy of Paul Ellering is working on a master plan to combat the chaos of sanity. I don't know, but all I know is that the NXT Tag Team Championship match at TakeOver Brooklyn this year is going to be another instant classic. I'm just interested to see who's going to represent Sanity. I still think it's going to be Killian Dane and Alexander Wolfe. I, mean, I don't know if you agree yeah, or disagree. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be the main tag team. Do you think that they're going to have someone at ringside? Do you think it's going to be Nikki Cross? She I think have a match. I think Nikki Cross not having a match in the women's division, I think she'll definitely somehow play a part. Yeah. I'd like to see her craziness go on with Especially Paul Especially if Eric Young isn't going to be there. Eric Young's schedule, I believe it's it's a lot of personal matters, you know, off the kayfabe wagon just for a second here. I, I don't know what's going on, but I do want to see Eric Young back on TV, especially if Sanity is in their first their first championship as a unit. I just hope he's as not opposed pulling, to like, Nikki Cross going off by himself. I really hope he's not pulling an Austin Aries and just like leaving. Who knows? I don't think it's a I don't think it's a contracting thing. I think Sanity's leader is around for the long haul. Now we got singles action, we got tag team coverage, we're jumping all over the place. Nick, we're getting, we're going to women's action now. Asuka's back in full sail. Asuka's opponent's been named Ember Moon. Asuka had a few words for Ember Moon. Few words? This war of words got physical real quick, but let's talk about the smack talking from Asuka. This new confidence we've seen over the past number of weeks. We've heard it once, we've heard it twice, we've heard it a thousand times. Nobody is ready for Asuka. But specifically this week, it's Ember Moon is not ready for Asuka, which sprung a reaction from Ember Moon because she immediately showed up afterwards. (laughs) I will beat Ember Moon again. Asuka still riding high off the victory at NXT TakeOver Orlando. Hey, our journey started there too. But NXT TakeOver Orlando, a huge match, not to be forgotten. The results still sticking in Ember Moon's mind. Ember Moon taking care of business with the iconic duo, Ember Moon going through a series of opponents, even fighting Ruby Riot in an absolute barn burner of a a match last week. Uh, Ember Moon's got a lot going on, but she's here now, and she's stepping up to Asuka in a huge way. Ember Moon with arguably... She turned that thing right around. She turned that little witty quip about and said outright that Asuka isn't ready for Ember Moon. A new and improved Ember Moon. We're not seeing the same Ember Moon we saw going into Orlando. I don't think there's any question about that. I agree. Ember's fire is burning hotter than we've ever seen before. No doubt about that one. The Mythic Warrior rises. She's ready for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And we know it from one move. Something that had not happened at NXT TakeOver Orlando. But something that happened right down the street at Full Sail University. Asuka has been eclipsed. 
Oh, Ember oh, Moon hitting so that good. spinning stunner off the top rope, knocking down the champion, and then having a moment of confliction with the title there. Nick, what do you think that was all about? Ah, uh, she wanted to walk away with that title so bad. Just it was just a matter of pure. This should be mine. I think it was a matter of pride. To be. I think it was a matter of pride and knowing that once she touches that title for the first time, she's really going to have earned it. She's going to be the one to beat Asuka. No, this is going on in Ember Moon's more. mind where I mentioned it last week. I don't think Ember Moon, as great as the NXT women's division talent is right now, I don't think there's anybody in the current landscape ready to beat Asuka She's the most dominant champion in NXT history. She's number eight on the all-time list of WWE champions. There's really nowhere to go but up from Asuka, and I think that the winner of the Mae Young Classic, if you can prove yourself to be the top of 32 of the best women on the planet, then you can challenge the Empress of Tomorrow for the undefeated and championship reign. I don't think she's going to walk away with the belt after TakeOver. I think... That Ember Moon is going to defeat Asuka and take that title once and for all. Ember's I the think one. It's done. I think Ember is the one. She believes it. Nikki Six believes it. Is it Ember Moon's destiny to defeat the undefeated? From one NXT champion to another, now we hear from the glorious one, Bobby Roode, as he addresses two men that have been on his mind, not just his number one contender for TakeOver 3, but Roddy Strong. Seems to still be on the champion's mind, especially after that tweet last week. Bobby Roode not only saying that he was the better superstar and still the champion, but Bobby Roode thinks he's just a better man than Roderick Strong. He said he doesn't even belong in Bobby Roode's NXT. I mean, I I disagree with that, but you know how I feel about Glorious when he should definitely get a chance to beat the hell out of Roddy again. Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode is a rematch that we are all clamoring for, especially after their classic championship match on the 400th episode of NXT. But he it's, it's all just, over him, didn't he? He just, all over him and his family again, he just does non-stop, does not care. Roderick Strong's family is just, week after week, victims of verbal abuse by Bobby Roode, and Roddy just has to sit back and, as, no William, Regal, as William Regal seemed to have put it, be a professional about it, Roderick Strong not taking this verbal abuse laying down. You know else? He keeps bringing up the fact that McIntyre has been repackaged. So I want to see where he's going with that because he never quite finishes up his thought. I feel like there's more to that and I'm super interested where he's going with it. Bobby Roode, of course, addressing the redeveloped, re the new man, new man new as he man. phrased it, the new man that Drew McIntyre has become and that he's not the same chosen one that he was Back in the day, and we heard that Drew McIntyre is now the one representing our quote-unquote NXT as opposed to the mindset of Bobby Roode. McIntyre definitely the strongest competitor to step up to the plate against the champion at this time, but Roderick Strong is not done. Where does Roderick Strong fit in the current NXT championship scene I know all this talk about Bobby Roode's opponents have to beat somebody to be number one contender and they got to earn themselves, but Roderick Strong is a man of attrition right now, Nick. Roderick Strong needs to get his hands on Bobby Roode, championship or not. Yeah, I think that they might have a match before TakeOver, either that or the unspeakable, the triple threat. A triple threat championship match, a first in Brooklyn? I'd be all for it. We saw a ladder match. At 2015, we saw the instant classic between Shinsuke and Joe last year. 
to spice up the main event this year, I would love to see a triple threat championship match between yeah, three Iron of Woman the match, world's best. Like... The Iron Woman match was at full sale. We did not get to see that. What sparked that was the Bailey the versus, Bailey Sasha, versus Sasha, Sasha instant oh, classic yeah. match. But uh, that that should have that gone at least a half hour. I definitely see where you're going with the Iron Woman match. But the NXT World Championship match this year will be decided as of right now, according to William Regal, trying to calm down another enraged Roderick Strong this week. It's still McIntyre versus Rude. Where does it go for Roddy Strong? When does Roderick Strong get his hands on the champion? We'll just have to wait, I guess. Yeah, I, I just, honestly, I, I'm just i growing impatient I'm... for Roderick Strong. <laughs> the man cannot take this abuse about his family week after week after week and not get a chance to punch the guy in the mouth about it. I feel like he might get sidetracked a bit and his rage may be put on someone else for the time being and then it may pick up again after TakeOver, but I I don't know. We'll It'd have to be something pretty big to divert Roddy from the disrespect towards his fiance and his mother and his child. But anything can happen in the world of NXT. Yeah, Vicious rivalries pop up time. every single day. It would be amazing to see Roddy Strong versus Gargano. Strong versus Gargano, give them 20 minutes and take over, and that's worth the price of admission right there. That would be amazing. Roderick Strong, Drew McIntyre, just a couple of men on the mind of Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode addressing them in his usual disrespectful ways. Can't wait to see what karma has in store for the champion on the road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. But I also can't wait to see what's in store for one of the hottest acts on the live event scene. I'm talking about the Street Profits and the Snapchat videos happen week after week after week. Nick, I know you still see these guys as crime time light. Have yeah. they changed your minds at all in the past few weeks? You got the red cups. You they're got the fun. red shoes. They're a lot of fun. They're fun. They're fun. I just can't figure out if they're going to be super fun or flop. Honestly. I think that it's going to be fun for the NXT roster, and then it's just going to fade out when it finally gets to the WWE roster. Is this going to be a worthwhile gimmick that takes them far? It's the Adam Rose question. It's right now, in my mind, it's the No Way Jose question. As much as I don't dispute his ability, and Nick here doesn't dispute his ability, and all the NXT fans see what we see in No Way Jose, it's always a matter of question when you get called up to the main roster. Does it work on And these party scale? boy, over-the-top, fun gimmicks, we saw what happened to Adam Rose when he got called up to Raw. We have happened to dinner right now, like, within the New Day. You can't combat that right now. So the New really Day has a lot, of, lot of wiggle room in comparison to some of these other teams, though. But yeah. you're right. The New Day does get to push the envelope and still be as fun as humanly possible. Where will the Street Profits fall in such a radical one side or the other? I can't wait to see it. We still don't have a release date on them, but the NXT Tag Team Division will definitely kick it up as far as charisma goes. These guys are going to be a lot of fun and know what to do in any, se- in any sense, no matter yeah. where they're placed on the card. Yeah. Street Profits is most likely going to be street smart, so it'll see. It'll be fun to see how their style works in the ring. You know who does work in the ring, Nick? Sonya Deville. <laughs> yes, she does. That woman puts in the work. She puts that in Jersey the hard native strikes. Is a beast. The MMA expert, Jersey native, very close to home for us. Sonya Deville taking that on the speed that she has is just fearsome. But yeah, she's I want to go up and down her, her credentials. Taking on yeah. Jenna Van Bammel. And, Nick, what do you know about Jenna? Did you do your weekly I, research I haven't week? done any research on Jenna Van Bammel. We will get back to her. I was more into Sonya Deville this week. Her in-ring 
stature is starting to finally mesh with her gimmick, and I'm really loving how that's working out for her. That was more that that was more what was going on for me in this match. It wasn't like about who she was facing; it was about what was going on within the ring and her, her presentation as a full-on MMA fighter, doing more of the. It's weird. We have this trade-off between WWE and UFC right now. Think Conor McGregor. Think the notorious Conor McGregor. Pretty much picking up a Ric Flair gimmick and running with it. Smack talking, making the press conferences as interesting as possible, carrying over those antics to the ring. Now you got the WWE side to thank for that. WWE's got an MMA gimmick taking the stuff that UFC took from the WWE. It's really fascinating it's, to me it's nice how, to see how, how all this came the companies full circle. are starting to play off of each other. It's really cool. One thing specific from this match I want to bring up is Sonya Deville pulled the old hands behind your back, yeah, come and hit me, one free shot on Jenna. And, it was uh, a direct, that was oh, a direct reference to Conor. <laughs> it, was, it was as Conor McGregor as it could possibly be. I made that analogy right as I saw it happen. Sonya Deville pulling out the Conor McGregor maneuvers to taunt her opponent, to get in her mind, and then hitting her with a springboard clothesline. Sonya Deville is a force to be reckoned with in the women's division. And you want to make more MMA comparisons, Nick? I got one for you. The way that this match seemingly ended out of nowhere. Yeah, Like an MMA fight. Those quick knockouts. In this case, it was a very quick snatch of a submission. A flying triangle armbar would decide it for Sonya Deville taking out the much larger opponent and the execution on this was beautiful. Yeah, she used her, you know, momentum and the other person's size and just absolutely captured her in a perfect armbar. She had no choice but to tap out. Nowhere to go for Jenna. Sonya Deville remaining undefeated as far as this new personality is concerned on NXT television. I think she's one to watch for the next step in the NXT Women's Championship. Somebody looking out for their own future, though, is Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami being the next person to bring a rude interview to Kayla Braxton. It's so aggravating. We'll say it every week until it stops happening. She's Be nice so to Kayla. Pretty. Stop being mean to her. I will come down there. I will come down there and I will teach each of you manners. I, I'm, I'm getting back into the ring. She's Nick is too showing pretty. up to the Performance Center She's just to defend Kayla's honor. pretty to be disrespected on a weekly basis. But she was disrespected by Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami not taking his mic time without a little bit extra. He did get what he had to say. He started talking in Japanese. Kayla trying to be the constant professional, sending it back to the ring. But Hideo went to the ring instead. He snatched that mic right out of her hand. Unbelievable. He snatched the mic right out of her hand it was, and just went right in, right through the doors, right into the actual ring. It was, it was a little funny, but very aggravating. A little funny, a lot disrespectful. It was almost like you were waiting for somebody to teach him a lesson. And then, right out of nowhere... Alistair Black. Alistair Black being the one to shut up Hideo Itami. But Hideo Itami thinking he had a little bit extra to say to Alistair Black. And, uh, oh boy, Hideo just meeting meeting the fate of so many before him. A Black Mass spinning wheel kick out of nowhere. Knocking Hideo's head off of his shoulders. He wanted to show him, you know, this is my time in the ring. It's time for you to get out of here. This is why uh, your interview was over and Kayla was uh, sending it back to Moro and the announcers. But Aleister Black making his entrance, we did not know his opponent. 
because it's a new signee on the NXT roster. Another talent seemingly poached by WWE from Ring of Honor, Kyle... I don't really want to say poached. That's, that's, that's Financially motivated by go. the WWE <laughs> to jump ship from Ring of Honor. I'm talking about Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, a man's name I've heard on the circuits before. Not exactly familiar with his in-ring work, but boy do I want to be after tonight. Aleister Black's toughest opponent to date for certain. Yeah, one of the most amazing in-ring competitors Aleister Black has had a chance to face in on, on NXT. And we were just blown away. On the edge of our seats, a technical masterpiece in this one. The hard strikes, the chain grappling, the seemingly even move set between the two. Yeah, there was no stop to this match. Every move was followed up by another harder-hitting move, and it was just so, so good. Bringing in all the stops to combat Aleister Black, we saw former ROH talent Robbie Fish. We saw this really all started when we saw Kurt Hawkins take on Aleister Black. The competition just gets bigger and tougher for Aleister Black. And guess what? The matches become more enjoyable and we get to enjoy it from here. So good. The NXT main events. I want to remember this because it's going to be tough in December. This is a NXT main events of the year candidate. I say that probably about every single match this year, but... But still, this... this How? How does it keep one-upping each other? This is such a good, like, start. First match for O'Reilly. He just... To start his career on NXT like this, this is a, one of the best I've seen. You start your debut on NXT in a main event matchup. You obviously got big things for you planned by Triple H and William Regal as well. Kyle O'Reilly with a very impressive showing. I want to know all there is to know about this man right now. I want to know what the future holds for Aleister Black after this tough of a matchup. Aleister Black's competition, as we keep saying, gets tougher and tougher. Nobody has held Aleister Black in submissions for as long as... Kyle did this week, Nick. He it was truly gave him a run for his money in every aspect. Astounding to see. Strike for strike, the man was exact. He was exact in his strikes. He was going for the, the legs, the ankles. Did he his homework the, on Aleister Black. Very important going for the into. legs. He knew what he was getting into when he came into the ring against Aleister Black, and he attacked him from every angle possible. Picking apart each of his ligaments, not just the legs, focusing on the legs, but the arms as well. Aleister Black up and down, a dangerous striker, which is what making him one of NXT's best and a top talent for sure. Once again, the Dutch Destroyer, as Moro deemed him, and I'm going to roll with that nickname because I yeah, love it. So Alistair Black, the Dutch Destroyer, with another victory at the result of a Black Mask kick. Perfectly Coming, executed again. Just a precision strike to the jaw. After a series of strikes coming from Kyle O'Reilly, I want finishing combo. I, I, I believe that was his for a second combo. time yeah, second hitting time. that finishing combo. That heel axe kick stomp. I don't even know how you go about calling that one to a vicious forearm elbow that was strike. A vicious spinning for a discus elbow strike. Discus elbow strike. Borrowing a little bit out of the uh, the Austin Aries playbook. I got to stop mentioning that name. Off. It's going to start. It's going to start making me miss him even more. Let's go back to Aleister Black. Aleister Black victorious. Aleister Black undefeated. 
What is next for Aleister Black? Does he have an opponent at TakeOver? Do we find out next week? If so, who do you want to see? Uh, uh, if it's someone on the current roster, I would like it to be uh, someone big. Maybe a rematch against Bobby Fish. Give someone who he's beaten another chance to establish themselves in the ring. I'd love to see another TakeOver debut for somebody as well. We see a lot of NXT talents come and go. Not all of them get the TakeOver exposure. Bobby Fish, already with his resume being such a big player on Ring of Honor, I definitely agree with you there. My big thing is that I want Aleister Black off of the TakeOver pre-show. I want him to be on the main show because the last couple times uh, yes, had amazing the, matches, but they're on the pre-show, and I feel that the that pre-show post-show from TakeOver Anywhere. Takeover anywhere. If you see it off of Full Sail, it's filmed before Takeover. And Aleister Black, unfortunately, in that crop of superstars. But he did have a great match coming from that. I would like to see him on the main card, though. He deserves it. He's a big enough talent on the NXT roster. I want to see this rivalry with Hideo Itami kickstart. I want to see a match between those two, and I want it to be strictly roundhouse kicks for 15 minutes. That would be absolutely amazing, but where would... Cassius Ono fit in because oh. he's clearly still sort of feuding with Hideo Itami for honor, I think. After the disrespect and the, the post honor. the post match attack from last week, I definitely think Cassius Ono's business is not finished with Hideo Itami. Well, there's still we do know. so many unanswered questions. Let's just do a rundown real quick. Again, Alistair Black victorious in the main event this week. Let's do a rundown for next week. Next week, we hear once again from Andrade Cien Almas. He takes on No Way Jose. And Nick, I honestly thought this was going to be a Brooklyn match. It would have been nice to see this, but at the same time, I would rather it not clutter the NXT TakeOver roster. And I'd prefer to see bigger names on it. No offense to Andrade Cien Almas and No Way Jose, but I feel like that has run its course and... It, we, we need to make more space for bigger names. Like you want to see Black. new names on the TakeOver yeah, card as opposed to... Okay, we did see... We saw No Way Jose in, again, against Austin Aries. <laughs> Last year at TakeOver, we saw Andrade take on Bobby Roode. So both these guys did have their TakeOver time. You're absolutely correct about that. It just sucks when you see two guys with no real direction. I do want to see these two feud and I, I like think next week's match is definitely going to be a good one. I feel like Almas's new manager is going to bring a lot to his character. It'll be fun to see where it goes. But No Way Jose, I feel like he just needs to stick with what he's doing. And it'll work in a Santino kind of way. No Way Jose <laughs> already being over with the NXT Universe. Andrade Cien Almas, as much success as he has had as a heel, he's still finding his footing. That match taking place next week, two of NXT's resident party boys but two guys who can also bring the fight. No Way Jose takes on Andrade, Cien, Almas. What else we got on the bracket for next week, Nick? Our glorious champion is going to finally go face-to-face with the number one contender, the sinister Scotsman, Drew McIntyre. It is going to be a wonderful clash of the Titans. Yes, a war of words due next week between the NXT champion and the number one contender. Nick, we've seen Bobby Roode trash talk his opponents in the past. I mean, it seemingly worked out for him. Do you think this grants Drew McIntyre any advantage the same way it's proven successful for Bobby Roode? I think his seasoned composure is going to help him a lot. 
it's going to throw him off for the first time meeting up with Bobby Roode. So it's going to be interesting seeing how each one of them play off of each other. They're both dominant players in NXT, and to see how it's going to explode is going to be fun. It's two alpha dogs sharing the same yard, and at for the same sure. time, is Roddy going to make an appearance? Roderick Strong might have something to say as well. Cannot wait to see what the champion and the number one contender have to say on this road to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. That's all the action for next week. And that's it for this week. Episode 19 concluding here, guys. Stay tuned with us on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information, not just about the podcast, but SIWA Livewire event. It's going to be huge. It's taking place the same day as TakeOver Brooklyn 3, but you'll make both shows. We promise you. Come hang out with me. Come hang out with Nick. SIWAWrestling.com or any form of our social media or their Facebook page found at Staten Island Wrestling Association for any ticket information, any card questions, any belt time questions. What size shoe is Nick? You could ask it all. Just make sure you want to go to the show. Just get at us. Get at us. see this pretty face. And if you haven't seen this pretty face yet, I am at Nikki Stunna on Facebook and you can see me and Dan do a interview right here in the UFP Center. That's what I'm going to call it for now. The UFP Center. I dig it. And uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. And as per usual, our chemistry plays out. But this time, on screen. A film segment for the SIWA Livewire event. A sit-down interview with me and Nick. It was a lot of fun. It's my first step into the professional wrestling sphere for this organization. I can't wait for the event. Don't forget to stay tuned for that. Don't forget to stay tuned next week. Next week is going to be a landmark episode of NXT, and it's also our episode 20. I mean, amidst the stuff that I've done on the side, I can't believe I'm on 20 episodes of this podcast already. episodes. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's been a wild 20 weeks, my dude. It's been some great NXT TV. It's been some ups and downs. We had the return of Moro and everything in between TakeOver Orlando and now. It's going to be great. We'll have some surprises for you, I'm sure, next week. It might even be a longer show if your ears can bear it. But we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. I am CD Danny Mac. This is Nikki Six. Thank you, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore UF at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Feel free to find us on Facebook and please do Undisputed Future Podcast. Spell it all out. It's going to pop up for you. And stay tuned on the SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Have yourself a glorious week. And we'll talk to you more on this road to NXT. Take over Brooklyn 3.